Welcome to Get Messy, a Melbourne Emergency Student Society podcast covering all the crit care content that med school wants you to know, and then some. All the information is put together by medical students for medical students and should not be taken as medical advice. If you guys enjoy this podcast, please make sure to check out our Instagram, Facebook and website, which can be found in the description. Hello and welcome back to Get Messy. I'm MD4 student Maddie and I'm here with MD3 student Alex. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about approaching a met call for tachycardia. This is the start of a series of approaching met calls that will cover all of indications for that. But today we're starting with tachycardia. So let's jump right in. Um, so we'll start off with the causes. In my head, I like to think about it as cardiac and non-cardiac. So for cardiac, you're thinking about atrial fibrillations and your tachyarrhythmias. And for your non-cardiacs, we're thinking about respiratory causes, mainly PE, hypovolemia and infectious slash sepsis. So they're probably your most important ones that you want to be thinking about that require urgent escalation. Um, what are the other ones that you want to be thinking about, do we think, Alex? Yeah, so some of the ones that I think are definitely like junior doctorable is... Um, particularly physiological responses to pain is a big one. So whether that's like someone's just had surgery and they're in pain or they've got urinary retention and their bladder's distending, causing them pain, or they've got like gnarly constipation going on, all of those things. And actually very interestingly, and like, I guess, quick hairy, when I was on anesthetics rotation, I found out that monitoring heart rate is a good sign, like of how comfortable someone is like while they're under anesthesia, because I can't tell you how their pain is, like if they're getting tachycardic, they're probably a little bit uncomfortable. So you need to like give them a little bit more and using it as a crude measurement of pain. So that's just something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, anemia as well. Um, so someone's you need to speed up circulating that blood around that can carry oxygen. Iatrogenic causes and medications is a big one that I feel like we all forget about. A lot of the drugs that we like to prescribe on the ward aren't benign despite their familiarity of use. Mm-hmm. So things like salbutamol even, like in asthma, um, like prolonged salbutamol use can cause tachycardia. Um, a lot of BP medications have like either reflexive tachycardia or consequential from low blood pressure. And another cause as well is anxiety. So not forgetting mental health as a potential presentation, but... You know, that's not by any means an exhaustive list and I'm sure there's many hundreds of causes, but I think like you had the really key ones and the ones that we can actually do something about almost immediately as junior doctors. Mm, I definitely think that covers the, yeah, the major ones that we're going to be seeing. Okay, so you've been called for the med call and you show up. The first thing you're going to do is take your history. The most important thing is you're going to be looking for those signs of those serious causes. So starting off with the cardiac symptoms, you're looking for things like palpitations, chest pain, dyspnea, ankle edema. Um, the respiratory symptoms of calf pain, cough and hemoptysis. Um, and then you also want to be looking for any um, indications of infectious causes like fever, dysuria, a productive cough or any rashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like maybe some other quick questions to throw in there. Like, you know, if all of the previous ones are negative because they'd be the high-hitting items, I would say, would be just kind of gauging is the person hypovolemic. So, I mean, it's tricky because it's a mostly examination-focused assessment, but you can ask things like uh, is the patient thirsty, um, getting some information from, you know, the nursing team or even the patient themselves. Like, have they had diarrhea causing them to have excessive fluid losses? Have they just come, been transferred up from ED after they had like a big 
you know, epistaxis or something and um, they've had some hemorrhage so they're a little bit dehydrated. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So after you've taken the history, the next thing you're going to do is, of course, examination. I think the very first thing that's most important to look for is what is the blood pressure. This is most important because you're looking for shock and if they're in shock, that's takes it, I mean, you're already at med call, but it even makes it more serious and indicates that you should probably escalate immediately. I think the next thing you want to do is a bit of a fluids assessment, which will include a postural BP. What other sort of things go on the fluid assessment, Alex? So some information you might be able to get from your nursing colleagues would be like, how has the patient's weights been tracking? Are they on daily weights because they've got a cardiac condition? Or did we get a weight when they came in? Just to understand what the trend is to see if because, I mean, I'm on peds at the moment. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, that is the best measure that we have of fluid loss is a differential in weight pre-morbid and post-morbid or active morbid. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at fluid balance charts. So, what's their catheter output been like? What's their, you know, drain output been like? And then doing what we think of as a classical examination for fluid assessment. So, what's their cap refill? Are the peripheral pulses present and strong? Are their mucous membranes dry? Do they have poor tissue turgor? And then looking for more like signs that they they may not be getting good return, like a low JVP or an absent JVP, crepitations to the lung if they're fluid overloaded, edema in the legs if they're fluid overloaded as well. So looking for dry or wet mm-hmm. on that fluid assessment. Exactly. Alrighty. And the other things on examination you're going to be looking for is signs of those serious causes that we discussed a bit earlier. So your cardiac exam, of course, looking for mostly if they've got a regular rhythm or any new murmurs. Respiratory, is the chest clear? Any signs of infectious disease? So any fevers, of course, can you hear any creps? An important one, is there any nuchal rigidity? Meningitis is often overlooked as an infectious cause, but a really important one not to miss and then hypervolemia of course which is where you do your fluid assessment that we just uh, spoke about so next we're going to move on to investigations do you want to start us off alex what sort of investigations would we start with yeah of course i think one of the main things you know that you pointed it out with the differentials at the start was Mm -hmm. that a major cause of tachycardia is obviously cardiac causes so we want to just rule out immediately any um arrhythmia as a cause so just you know, whack an ECG on, um, work out what's happening there. And it may give us other clues as well. Like you might see some certain patterns in keeping with uh, pulmonary embolism, for example. But yeah, ECG would be the first step, I'd say. And then, yeah, just getting some of those stock standard baseline bloods that before we initiate any therapy as like monitoring. So full blood examination um, and UEC is just checking those electrolytes. I think other things that you might want to chuck onto those bloods is thyroid studies, um, a D-dimer if you're worried about PE, a troponin if you're worried about anything cardiac, um, and maybe a urine MCS or a full septic screen if you, there's any indication of infectious causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any other specific things um, relative to what your findings on history and examination are. Yeah, 100%. I always forget about thyroid studies. Like, I know it's definitely a cause of tachycardia and even AF, but I just always forget that it's kind of immediately useful to interpret. (laughs) It's definitely one of those ones that's easy to overlook, probably because it's not one of those classics that we think about, but it's super important not to amuse. And so after you've run some investigations, we're going to move on to management, of course. The most important thing here is to escalate if you think you've got a serious cause. 
So for management, if you've got a hypovolemic patient, so you're going to want to give some fluids, you want to really think about whether you can give these oral or IV, with oral obviously being preferable. It's got a risk of infection with the IV line. Um, if it's a young person post-op, you can give fluids pretty um, freely. If it's an older person, you want to be a bit more careful because you're risking sending them into heart failure. So you want to make sure if this is a person with a history of cardiac issues that you be a bit a bit more gentle. Um, if you are worried, what the best thing to do is trial a small bolus of about 250 mils of normal saline. Mm -hmm. Love that. And then for some of the other causes, you know, some of the common ones we might see, whether that's in, uh, I mean, I guess this is focused on met calls, but other times we might see a patient presenting with a tachycardia being AF. Mm -hmm. um, so base, my kind of approach to AF management, I guess, at a gross macroscopic level is have they been in AF for less than 48 hours or has it been longer than that or we don't know and mm -hmm. if it's less than 48 hours I'll have to double check the timing on that but last I checked 48 hours means we can DC cardiovert because mm -hmm. um, that's ideally we want to get them out of that rhythm and protect them from the thromboembolic risk or if it's longer than that then the management gets a bit more complicated with you know intermittent um, or like in the interim using medications to stop that thromboembolic risk before we end, uh, before we DC cardiovert and get them out Mm -hmm. And then we pass on to the cardiologist who are really smart and know what they're doing with all of the drugs that go over my head. Of course. <laughs> At least in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, manage, approach to like, if we think sepsis is behind the tachycardia as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, empiric antibiotic therapy is the main stand so we can work out what's happening. But if we can get blood cultures first to work mm -hmm. out what bugs actually potentially causing a sepsis, that'd be great. But um, depending on the context of the patient's presentation, thinking about getting the appropriate cover, so if it's an abdominal surgery um, that could have a specific infective focus, mm -hmm. we want positive, negative, and anaerobic cover. So, you know, approach your local guidelines looking at the antibiotics for those kind of things. But I guess they would be the main things that you want to be doing as well as supportive management. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So just before we finish, we might do a quick summary. So... You get a med call, it's for tachycardia. The main, the most concerning things, causes you want to be looking for is AF, tachyrhythmias, PE, hypovolemia, or septic shock. On history, you want to be looking for signs of cardiac, respiratory, or infectious disease. Also sussing out if it could be a hypovolemic episode. On your examinations, most pertinent thing that we can look for is the blood pressure to rule out shock as a cause. Other than that, you're going to examine for potential causes that we've spoken about already. To investigate, always get an ECG, get some baseline bloods and start investigating what you think the cause might be based on history and examination, remembering to rule out those serious causes. Mm -hmm. And management, escalate if you're worried. I reckon we can leave the management at that. That's the most per um, pertinent thing at the time is just making sure to escalate if you feel out of your comfort zone. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next time on Get Messy. See you then. Bye.